system, suddenly you have unprecedented uh, situation to test data and to calculate data. So it, it is really interesting for, for these economists and data scientists and to be able to use this data to propose policy changes or new ways of working is actually a golden opportunity. Welcome to another episode of Stuck in Design. Each week, we pose questions to three founders, Don, Jiayu or Zi, who run award-winning design agency, Stuck. They'll share with us tips and lessons on design, creativity, and business. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Zi. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. So at start, we know that you have a hand in a lot of the consulting work that we do. And we also know that you have a knack for consolidating research and data. So would you mind sharing with us some of the interesting insights that you've observed amidst this COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, to be honest, like you see what's happening now. It is highlighting what roles are essential, what kind of products are essential around this time. So that has, of course, changed the spotlight on a lot of things. Not just, not just in terms of occupations, but also products and services. I mean, of course, when things recover, there'll be a lot of pent-up demand and things will swing the other way as well. But for now, it is a... Pretty interesting, like you see what's essential and also what happens when you take away all human activity, right? It's big, big impact on climate and even just from travel industry, yeah. So on the opposite end of essential services, what do you think would be the industries that would be most affected by this crisis? During this period, a lot of the luxury items and luxury meaning not just our traditional notions of luxury, but even small luxuries like going on a budget flight somewhere, even going out for a meal, you know, like taking your family out for a meal. These are all small luxuries, which during this period changes, right? It sheds a lot of light on how governments or or society has been investing that have invested in healthcare and preparation have quite a big gap uh, between those which don't. I just read today that the footballers are going to take like a 90 million pay cut. They volunteered, but that's just one team. But if you think about it in a bit, 90 million is the cost of only one player. It's still quite a big gap. I mean, no doubt they play a very, a very different role in society. If you say at this current point, no one would begrudge you if you give $900 million to healthcare workers, right? In the news, even asking for bonuses or extra uh, remuneration when things turn around. You also teach a course on eco-design and sustainability in NUS, right? Would you mind sharing how this, how the environment has been affected by all of this? If you're talking about sustainability and impact, the challenge has always been to say like, okay, what will happen if we cut emissions and suddenly all human activity or travel activity stopping? The, the reverse is true. You, you get to see what's the impact of our previous existing lifestyle, right? So from, I think within one month of, no, or one week of the Wuhan lockdown, the air quality improved by 30% in China. And that, I think they compared it equivalent to, you know, when they were trying to do the Beijing Olympics and they moved away all the concrete manufacturing and shut down a lot of the traffic on the roads. I think they got about 25 to 30%. And that's only in Beijing. And in China, during the peak of the lockdown, everything shut down, right? So you have across the board, China, 25 to 30% increase in, in better air quality. And, this, and they did a calculation that the number of lives potentially saved from air pollution is actually more than those that were lost during the virus. So it, it just brings a light, you know, kind of the very gradual things that we don't take notice of. And the more, when, when it's 
critical and then people sit up and notice. So that, that's also like super interesting. So I think for a lot of climate scientists and environmentalists who are trying to push for change, this really is an opportune moment. Right? It's like really a turning point for sustainability and talking about carbon emissions and new energy sources. Oh, that's, that's super interesting. Could you expand a little bit more on this opportunity? There's no better time to evaluate massive change la, for economists and basically anyone interested in the data to say, hey, what's the impact if we just took all the, you know, most of the flights out of the system or most of the transportation out of the system and suddenly you have unprecedented uh, situation to test data and to collate data. So it, it is really interesting for, for these economists and data scientists and to be able to use this data to propose policy changes or new ways of working is actually a golden opportunity. What do you think we can do as designers to help in this pandemic or even the environment? so that we'll still be relevant even after this passes. I mean, yeah, so that's very lofty, right? Because we, we, we don't work in the government and we don't work in policy making. But when we look at our profession and we look at design, I think that maybe that's how it ties in with the, the things that we were talking about yesterday. That as a um, business, when we look at the stuff that we are working on, in Singapore, we don't always work in the realm of ecology or eco-design when we're working on our projects. What we have more opportunity to work on is within the realm of sustainability projects with social impact, right? Because I think <clears throat> Singapore is quite a unique municipal system and also we are just too reliant on import and export to survive uh, that, that's that's a whole nother topic on uh, national security lah, right but it also means that in order to achieve a lot of the ecological goals singapore is in, in a funny position because so much things have to be shipped in and out we don't make our own things the only thing that we really can control is disposal lah, perhaps so for for a design company operating here I think where we can see more impact is if we look at the projects that can drive social impacts as well as the projects we can drive some, some level of uh, sustainable business impacts. So when we look at the current situation um, and we look at our status quo, right? so we're running stuff with our project pillar and some of these products are less immediately relevant then some of the social pro uh, projects that we want to do, like really helping the doctors to solve immediate problems. Then the debate that we have internally as, as um, kind of the decision-making team for, for Stark is basically what we shared yesterday, right? Like, hey, should we still be pushing a product pillar that <clears throat> is not so critical at this point of time, that also doesn't have an immediate market given the impacts to the travel industry, given impacts to the way that we work right now? Should we be spending any effort on this at all? Or should we divert all our resources and say, hey, let's work on things which have immediate impact. And then when we assess it, that's that's the discussion between, okay, what, what is actually a long-term strategy for the business to be sustainable? And also at the same time, how can we fulfill our core calling or our core goal as a design agency to design things with impact for people right, in Singapore and also the work that we do. And that's why we said, okay, one initiative is a short-term initiative. The other one is a long-term initiative. Just because things suddenly change shouldn't mean that we remain short-sighted and give up on our longer-term goals. But what we can do is we can allocate resources a bit more prudently, right? So things which are more immediate, they have more resources allocated. But the things that are still planned, 
we shouldn't just pull the plug on them and let it die. But how can we keep it going with, let's say, 30% of the effort uh, and spend the 70% on the, the immediate need? So I think that's, for us, that's how we, we plan uh, our action. Um, and I think that that's one way that, that businesses can, uh, can adapt. If you don't think about your longer-term strategies or what happens when the situation turn, turns around, then how do you position yourself and your team to be in a good position to take advantage of the turnaround, right? Otherwise, you just be reacting all the time. Can you also share two ways in which companies or designers can turn the situation on its head and, and find opportunities for innovation? There's two things on my mind, right? One, one is in terms of the long-term planning, we really were quite, I, I think we really were quite fortunate. The, the timing coincided with what we had planned last year the things that we plan to grow into um, and then this year is the, the transition year right that we are supposed to change all these things and COVID hits so it was really fortunate that we already had done that last year because if we try and do that this year it's havoc so having done that last year and having a plan with a slightly longer term goal in mind is something that at least gives us a, a vision to anchor to so in terms of I guess for planning right for businesses one thing is what is your long term vision and if you have that vision, that at least can guide uh, the steps that you take along there, right? And given the current crisis, there are certain things that you have to dial down or prioritize first, but at least you don't give up on, on that vision or, or chuck away things. So how do you reallocate the resources so that, yes, you're not, you're not 100% um, working on the things that will give you long, long-term output. Um, as a consultancy, we can't anyway. Usually we split it, right? Because we still need to support the bread and butter. But how can we reallocate a little bit so that the longer term goals don't get compromised? Then the second thing they're talking about maybe is about what immediate action can a business take when situations like this pop up? The perspective that we approach it is that this situation presents opportunities. Opportunities for different kind of projects, really fast speed projects that wouldn't happen typically when we're looking at stuff that we can do for the medical, for the doctors. Basically, if you have the traditional things which require um, all the clinical trials, the traditional processes, these are some projects that will just take really, really long to do. So these are great opportunities to do meaningful work and do work in a process that typically doesn't happen, right? So for organization, is identifying these opportunities that is meaningful for the team, the whole team to do. And it's also helpful for, for clients or the people, the community around us. And also, I mean, right now, we're not, we not charging for any, uh, for it. So, of course, it doesn't build immediate income, but it, it builds long, I think, in terms of business building as long-term benefit, right? To position ourselves in the right place, that's important. Uh, yeah, and I think the underlying thing which is critical is that as a creative organization, you need to be nimble, right? I mean, our job, the, the thing that we do for our clients is always to look at what's the context, what are the challenges and then what are the opportunities for them? And if we, if we can't do it for ourselves and if you can't be flexible enough to adapt, then some, something is wrong. Then we, should, then we shouldn't be in this business, right? Um, we, sh- we shouldn't even be design consultants if, if we can't do that for ourselves. I mean, it, it, that's harsh, but it is true. It's hard, it's hard to pivot, right? Any organization, any business, because there's always comfort and stability, but change, change is also exciting. And, Stuck has all along been, been built on this idea that we, we don't want to be static and we really want to see what design consultancy can, can evolve into. I mean, we, within our financial means, right? Because some things will take more time to build up in order to work on certain projects or acquire certain resources that have impact. But uh, if the opportunity arises, um, then 
yeah, then, then go for it. Thanks for joining us today on Stuck in Design. See you next week for more tips on design, creativity, and business.